New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Joseph coming to you uh, for day 17 in our reading plan. And I'm going to be reading from Exodus chapter 9, verses 1 through 12. And I'm going to be reading out of the New Inter- International Version. So let me just uh, give you some, uh, let, me, let me just read the uh, content for you. And then um, we will come back and give a few points about it. So it says there in verse 1, Then the Lord said to Moses, Go to Pharaoh and say to him, This is what the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, says, Let my people go so that they may worship me. If you refuse to let them go and continue to hold them back, the hand of the Lord will bring a terrible plague on your livestock in the field. Remember that. Remember that phrase. On your horses and donkeys and camels and on your cattle and sheep and goats. But the Lord will make a distinction between the livestock of Israel and that of Egypt so that no animal belonging to the Israelites will die. The Lord set a time and said, Tomorrow the Lord will do this in the land. And the next day the Lord did it. All the livestock of the Egyptians died, but not one animal belonging to the Israelites died. Pharaoh sent men to investigate and found that not even one of the animals of the Israelites had died. Yet his heart was unyielding and would not let the people go. Verse 8, Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Take handfuls of soot, soot from a furnace and have Moses toss it in the air in the presence of Pharaoh. It will become fine dust over the whole land of Egypt, and festering boils will break out on men and animals throughout the land. So they took soot from a furnace, and they stood before Pharaoh. Moses tossed it into the air, and festering boils broke out on men and animals. Verse 11, key, key verse, The magicians could not stand before Moses because of the boils they that were on them and on all the Egyptians. But the Lord hardened, Pharaoh's heart, and he would not listen to Moses and Aaron, just as the Lord had said to Moses. Now, when we uh, we come back to uh, to thinking about chapter nine, I think it's important for us to remember um, just a little bit of what's happening in these plagues, and and we always have to remember that uh, there's a few things that are going on a little bit more behind the scenes that that help us to understand a little bit of the Egyptian culture. And you you probably have already heard of this, but just as a reminder, you know, for you that, so there were, there was the plagues that occurred. And then there were times whenever Israel would be exempted from the plague or they would not be exempted from the plague. But then there were also times whenever uh, there were uh, certain Egyptian gods that were were being used uh, and uh, within the Egyptian religious system, and so some of these plagues were counter to what those gods were doing. And so whenever we whenever we look back at at all of these plagues, we have to see that it's in a lot of ways it's God that's tearing down this Egyptian system of belief that one that Pharaoh was a god, and that two that these other gods. Uh, had any kind of power, and so God is is in the, He is showing Egypt and Israel at the same time how He alone 
is powerful, right? We go back to um, Exodus chapter 3. We say, you know, in whose name? What God am I coming for? You know, that's why we understand a little bit of that context of what's happening here. And so, uh, so that's why God said, I am who I am. So whenever we come to the, the disease of the cattle, this is uh, the second plague that we see that Israel would be uh, exempt from. Uh, meaning, if you think back of how the Nile River, whenever it turned to blood, well, I mean, Israel was still, uh, if they used the Nile River, the reality was is that they weren't exempted from that. But whenever you come to uh, the flies, you come to the disease on the cattle, we start to see this become specialized just to the Egyptians. And so we have one of these uh, one of these phrases that's given here in verse three. As I said, for for you to remember, uh, God said uh, if, in verse two, if you refuse to let them go and continue to hold them back. And here we have verse 3, the hand of the Lord will bring a terrible plague. This is actually one of the first times that this, this statement is, is made about how this is coming directly from God's hand. Now, now previously, what we, what we understand is that, yes, this was all coming from, from God uh, as a way of plaguing Egypt uh, for, for them not refusing or for them refusing uh, Israel to go. But, but here we have where it, it becomes even a little bit more personable. Uh, in fact, we start to see a little bit more of how God's saying, you know, this is, this is coming from my hand to you. Okay, and the the one of the ways that he starts to make that distinction is how once again it's it's being distinct between Israel and the Egyptians of where the plague is 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 occurring, and we can see this happen other times in Scripture. In fact, if you remember in Acts chapter thirteen, Paul was was going around and he was sharing the gospel, and and there were sorcerers that that came up to him, and uh, one of those was uh, Elim. Elimus and Elimus uh, tried to speak against uh, what was happening, and and then Paul was able to speak of, in that moment that there was a blindness to come across uh, uh, Elimus Elimus uh, uh, in there, and uh, for his you know being against God and the way Paul dresses, he said this is coming from the hand of God, meaning that this is uh, against. Uh, against who you are, but then we we also have so we we have this other phrase that kind of starts to stand out to us in verse eleven of how the magicians could not stand before Moses because of the boils. So we once again we have two plagues. We have the plague that's on the livestock, and then we have the plague of the boils. So you know, uh, so Moses he went in, he reached down, he grabs some soot out of a furnace, out of Pharaoh's furnace, which is even kind of even more interesting. And he takes it, he throws it up, and there's this this dust that starts to fill uh, fill the air, and and from that it starts to fall, fall not just on uh, Pharaoh and the and the magicians, but it starts to fall over all the people in Egypt, and and there's these terrible boils, these sores that are just breaking out especially on the magicians. Now, the interesting part about this is that the uh, the magicians up until this time would have been able to sh- have shown to Pharaoh uh, not really that there was a cure, 
for these things, but they would try to manufacture some kind of counter to what was happening in this. And in fact, they would show how sometimes they were themselves, uh, they did not receive the uh, the punishment that the other people were receiving. And so this, this played into Pharaoh hardening his heart more and more. But here we have in verse 11 that the magicians, they could not stand before Moses because of the boils that were on them and on all the Egyptians. So Pharaoh starts to look at his magicians and they're like, man, we, we don't know. We can't fix this right here. I mean, this is hurting. This is pain. We cannot fix what's happening in this. And, and so we see though, verse 12, but the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart and he would not listen to Moses and Aaron just as the Lord had said uh, to, to Moses. I want you to think about this. I think this is really an interesting thing that we see because this is actually the last time that we see the magicians even mentioned uh, in the Exodus plagues. I mean, they, they lost all credibility in this point. And I think this sometimes plays into our own lives. How often we are, whenever a situation comes up, you know what we want to do? We want to go and look to the world for the answer instead of looking to the Lord. Now, you, you might kind of say, well, you know, uh, Joseph, are you, are you saying anything about refusing medicine or anything? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying how often we are to run to maybe, a, a you know, we're, I, we run to social media maybe. <laughs> I think it's kind of funny that we're, uh, you know, you can always see some Facebook posts every now and then. I'm not criticizing anybody for this by any kind of means. I think it's funny how often we see sometimes in search of recommendations, right? ISO of recommendations of for for this, for this, for this. And you know what happens is that that's so often the way that we we live our lives, sometimes spiritually as well, is that instead of coming straight to the scripture, is that we, we go in search of recommendations for other answers from other places, whenever in all reality, it's all right here. And God is showing Moses, he's showing Pharaoh, he's showing Aaron that, you know what, I, he knew that this was, gonna, this was going to occur. This is how this was going to happen. And he, he's showing this to Moses and Aaron, but he's also showing a, 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 an interesting picture of what happens in our world so often whenever we're looking for answers. You know, it's kind of like the old country song, looking for love in all the wrong places. The reality is sometimes we're looking for answers in all the wrong places. And, uh, and, and so I think this is a, an interesting testimony to us. Kind of say, well, you know, Joseph, what's the, what's the point of, of all this, you know, right here when we kind of wrap this up in these plagues, you know, at least for this plague of the livestock, the plague of the, of the boils, is that we can see that, one, uh, God is going to show himself continually to be a God alone. It is him and him alone. That's who we are worshiping. It's not God and, it's God and God alone, one and only. And then why don't we stop looking to the world to try and give us the answers. We really need to continue to go to God as our source for all the answers. Because you know what, he's, he's working out his plan, he's working out his purpose 
of how he's going to reveal himself more and more as being God and God alone in our lives. So once again, I think this is just a great truth for you to carry with you today. Are, where are you looking for answers? Have you looked to Jesus Christ? Have you looked to him today? Maybe you're looking for, for all the wrong answers, all the wrong recommendations uh, in this world to try and find love whenever in all reality it's right in front of you in the person of Jesus Christ. And friend, I want you to see that, that, that God, he, he loves us so much. And he's provided a way for us to for us to be to not receive these plagues. He's provided a way for us to not receive the plague of sin in this world. And the way that it comes is through Jesus, Jesus Christ alone. Friend, don't be like Pharaoh. Don't be like somebody that hardens your heart. You know, I think it's a it's a wonderful illustration of candles. You know, they it's kind of interesting. Wax does different things with heat. There's sometimes whenever it melts and there's sometimes whenever it hardens. And I think that's important for us uh, to see uh, just this interesting picture that's happening in Pharaoh's heart and, and how once again uh, we're, we're seeing that this is all part of God's plan of how he's going to work out his grace and his mercy uh, for those that are going to see him as God and God alone. Thank you again again for this time. We look forward to connecting with you tomorrow. God bless. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow as we hop back into God's Word.